0: That is that is what we call the Septuagint.
1: I just tried to pronounce these words. Oh, the Septuagint?
2: How do you <laughs> spell that?
1: Yeah, it's S- actually P- not that hard. some English Septuagint.
3: Septuagint. Spaghetti.
1: Welcome to U- the In Jesus'
2: name podcast, the number one Christian podcast in all of creation. I totally made that stat up. Alright, so I'd like to introduce my guest. We have Daniel Howard as a special guest on today's episode. Tell him he looks like a ginger. We have Bryson Terrell, one of our classics. And also, Kara Standridge! Woo! Cougar. Anyways, um... <laughs> okay. Anyways. one and done. We're done with that. Yeah, the, one and done, done, one and done. No, we're not. But, um, today we're going to be talking about a simple topic. It's how to study your Bible. There's a million ways to do it, and we're going to talk about every single way. So be sure to dedicate the next hour and a half That's of a your life... Battery to joining us to talk.
3: I love how you started off by saying, this is simple, and then follow that up with a million
2: different ways to do this.
0: Exactly. (laughs) There's no way we're gonna talk about every single way.
2: to Uh, We're gonna talk about 40% of them. The second we get into church history, we're
0: only gonna touch 10%.
2: Okay, whatever, whatever. Anyways, so (laughs) get some popcorn. um, If you're driving, eyes on the road. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe and send this to your mom. She's been waiting to hear from me for a little while. That's probably true. Anyways, let's or go. No. Anyways. Um, Bryson. That is my name. I'm going to ask Kara a question now. Okay.
1: <laughs> how about we start with Daniel Howard?
2: No, but I'm I, I want the intellectual to finish us off here. So I'm going to ask you personally, how do you study your Bible personally?
1: How do I personally study the Bible?
2: I flip open it to a random page and I say, God, speak to me. I open the Bible, I let the wind
0: blow to a certain
2: page. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I tried done to do that. that. I'm trying yeah, to. No, I've hundred, that too. As a
0: kid, I've done that. That's, but like when you're mm. a kid.
2: Yeah, as a kid. Yeah, as a kid.
0: Once you're like, oh, you're a new believer. Well, you were a new believer. That's different. All right. But Kara, for you personally, idea. how do you study I, the Bible? I'd like to know your <laughs> answer. I'm yeah, I sure
2: do so. want to know. So we can um, call you a heretic.
1: Okay. Well, in the beginning, I definitely absolutely just turned my bible open and just pointed something and just like went for it we called like just, it like and i, and so I you only did the wind thing but your Literally. Favorite was the wind. yes so like new, new believer i just didn't even know what i was doing oh, i was okay. like i'm gonna just see but i would just it's like oh god's speaking right here no it's like that's just my place i'm gonna start reading so i just started reading from there now how i do it is i try to be prayerful and like mindful about okay where does god like what is god trying to teach me and what he's trying to show me, and where should I be looking? Like, like, what, is there a book that he has on my heart? She and flips to Joshua Five. And if not, starting somewhere like, <laughs> uh, just, just like picking a book of either something that I've been relating to, or that I need to learn, that I want to find out more about. Mm, yeah. Uh, maybe getting more disciplined, or trying to be more obedient with my with my walk with the Lord, or uh, whether it's faith, and just kind of going off of like where I'm struggling at, maybe, and then start there but generally I'll just like have a book and I'll just try to read like ch- a chapter at a time and just kind of dissect the sections and then try to reload before or a little bit after write some notes uh write down things that sp- speak out to me like that are highlighted in the in the chapter and then I'll read and compare different versions for whether if I'm in L- like NIV, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm in <laughs> if I'm in NIV I'll look at NLT or I'll look at um, all right, you might go, you guys might hate on this, but I might every once in a while look at the message just because I like it.
0: Message isn't a translation. It's not a translation.
1: It's not necessarily a translation. It's just. It's an more words. What? Added on the page.
0: If you want, if you want more words, in terms of a Bible, just read like. The New revised
2: standard, or like... okay, just let the woman yes, tell us I, how she studies her Bible.
0: I, you I may I not agree it. with it, I, she I'm might sorry. be totally Listen, wrong. I'm not gonna encourage, I won't discourage, but I won't
2: encourage people reading. We're not encouraging, out. this is how we personally do it. You don't have to do any of the things that we I'm do,
0: going
1: and to... I don't just stay in the message. I go to other I know. versions, true. We're just Depending. trolling you, so yeah. We got it. Don't worry. Yeah, you like um, it's, NLT, just, it's right? just a biased bias opinion, so NLT. um, NLT, yeah, I like NLT, and I like. BLT. I feel like NIV is just one of those really simple, just yeah. ones. It's yeah. just like a great go-to. NLT yeah, right is sure. is great. Um, I don't spend a lot of time in NASB, but I'll read it every once in a while, and I'll read What's NASB New American. City? Um, okay. Okay. No, that's the, the one that where it's like a
3: paragraph every verse.
0: Yeah, that's a good one for words. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, it is. They got yeah. all the words. That's Max's favorite
1: Bible. Yeah, as far as like just like studying, I would say No, my favorite is the King James version. They're not even listening. I'm sorry. I why do like, keep interrupting I'm her? I'm sorry. I'm not yeah. Listening. <laughs> Dude. Sorry. Anyways, I do also look at the meanings of certain words. I'll try to find something that I don't know or don't understand. And I'll first try to ask, I'll try to be prayerful about what I'm reading. Okay, God, like, what are you trying to show me? What are you trying to teach me in this moment? Um, what is something that I need to kind of keep my mind on for, like, later at a different time? Like, just what's something that I can focus on or take from the scripture that I'm reading? And how can I apply that to my life now? Not just, you no. Know, what I messed up on before, but how can I apply it now? And I'll also be like repenting as I'm reading. So for instance in Matthew, that's a great place to kind of acknowledge where it tells you there's a lot of like, you know, do nots and like instructional things within you know Matthew five and um yeah, couple like of first season. Yeah, a couple other places. Um so if it says like, oh do not do this or if you do this then you're considered this like oh it'd be like okay God, you know, I repent for doing this. Can you help me not to do this? And just be prayerfully repentant as I'm reading through it, and whatever I see in the scripture of something where I see that they might have, um, where he's talking about someone else, or c- calling someone else out for doing something, it's like, okay, God, help me to not do those things. Like, it's like, you're, like help me to be different. You're
3: actively participating. Trying to in your
1: reading. That's yes, yeah, but I'll definitely look up words and try to go to the Greek. Sometimes I have a hard time understanding how the Greek and the all different things, um, how to do it correctly. But I do try to look up the meanings of words. And I don't spend as much time on commentaries. I don't really feel like I have a Bible that's commentary kind of led. And I don't look at... I highly recommend
0: Blue Letter Bible if you would like commentaries. It's a great resource. Free on phones and laptops. Really good place for it. Logos is also pretty accessible.
1: Side side note, I I think I like Bible. um, Sometimes I think that people can be more... Can be almost so focused on the commentary of what other people have to say about the verse... Rather than asking God directly, what is revelation? He's speaking to us today through the verse,
3: She's a and I'm not
1: and I'm not though. discounting uh, commentaries at all. Like I, I'm not like I think they're really important. I think they're really great. You should definitely look at them. Just definitely read them, give them your attention, but also be prayerfully asking the Lord for revelation for like what's what's being spoken because you're, He's going to speak to you differently. It's going to be around the same heart and the same truth out of the Word of God and stuff like that. But He's also going to speak to you in a different form. Like it's gonna it's gonna maybe be interpreted by you in a different way than other people.
0: So She's giving Proverbs 31. I was going to say maybe she's born with, with it. Maybe it's Sola Scriptura. Oh, uh,
2: yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: Anyways, um, I'm going to go
2: here with Bryson. Yeah. Um, so, Kara, just explained how she studied the Bible. Mm. Would you care to explain how you study the Bible? Poorly.
3: No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I love you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You <laughs> kidding. haven't even seen me study I know.
2: No, I a couple of times. Siri just said, I, "I'm not sure I understand." <laughs> That's crazy. Off That's, my watch amen, right now. The Lord's speaking through Siri. Oh wait. All right, Reisen. How, how do you how do you study the Bible?
3: I'd say I'm in a similar boat with Kara. The emphasis on boat. Uh, similar. Oh my gosh, I'm having a stroke. Yeah. Similar boat with Kara about actively participating in my studies. Like I will. Like just example today, I was reading like the first few chapters of each gospel just to like compare and contrast the way they're written and what their topics are they're of course they're all about jesus but they're all different perspectives and different um priorities about jesus like john's gospel for example is like drastically different compared to the first three which are primarily teachings biographies testimonies etc and then john's is primarily the deity stuff like that so i'll like read for just today i read those first few chapters of each one and i like prayed about each one of like okay what am i meant to interpret from here like what are these pieces of jesus being in the flesh and deity and everything in between so like i'll pray while i'm reading it and actively reading it but i'll also like pick at the verse like one i noticed that was repeating through all of them was uh, john baptist uh you know um he's quoting i believe it's isaiah like make way the straight of make way it? make straight the way of the lord something like that and he 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 phrases that in all the gospels if i remember and stuff like that like it's just constantly being quoted from the old testament and then that one's quoted from the old testament so you're seeing like all these prophecies added up and it's like holy crap so you, you see it all connected from the old testament yeah it's just seeing those sections those um what is it cross reference cross referencing and everything in between and so like I I love to look at commentaries I'll like look at the Greek and I'll compare the Hebrew and stuff like that because a lot of the words in the in the older languages like a lot of them have multiple meanings or multiple ideas in one word and they're used in different contexts and whatever yeah so I'll like look at those verses and I'll, I'll look at those words and I'll see the context they're used and then I'll like see how they're used in the Old Testament and it's like oh wow that is fulfilled in the New Testament like it's seeing all these cool little details. So I get really nitty-gritty. I'll have like I have a few hundred index cards in my house of just writing down verses and writing down key ideas. You've left like, a couple
2: at my house too.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I have like fourteen journals just Just and that was that was like in like the first several months.
2: There's literally nothing more Christian than having a bunch of journals that you never finished.
1: Now they're finished. Sorry. That's accurate. <laughs> you finished yours? Uh, I, like I have like a whole like row. You finished you you
2: finished all fourteen, like, like front to back.
1: Like yes.
2: Okay, that's a proper study one woman. <clears throat> Daniel, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that
1: like now. Like now, I'm just like oh, like I'll read and like write a little bit, but I just don't write like as much as I used to, and I want to get back to that. But it was definitely good for mentally and emotionally and like heart posture, like everything that was just. It was really good. It was very healthy, you know, as a new believer. Yeah. It was really cool. We should all get on fire like that. Amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Including me.
3: The-
2: <laughs> Daniel. How do you study the Bible? Um I do it. No, uh, that's Amen. Amen. All right, my turn. Uh
0: so recently uh I've changed it up a little bit. Uh one, I broadened what I was studying. Um, so like I got Bible, which is cool. It's great, goaded with the sauce and then um recently I've been and I, I I was conscious of this before but now I've actually like put effort into learning about it because a lot of what um modern day Christians what we believe in terms of doctrine and stuff like you know a good example uh, the trinity well you won't find in the bible the word trinity or god is triune or anything you won't find that in the bible that exact word but obviously god is and one, yeah right? the materials so that, right like you can't that's that's sound doctrine that's true but it's on the bible so well where did it come from then that comes from uh, the, the, probably a council sometime. a derived
1: word from right exactly. something else mentioned in the bible yeah
0: so it's like uh, it's a it's a it's a labeled or a understanding of doctrine that we got after the the 66 books were concluded mm-hmm. um so somebody had to have said in, let well, me look it up and there's church history there that we won't go into because ain't nobody got time for all that. But, you know, it's like things like that. So that's where I'm at. I'm I'm now I will open my Bible and, you know, I'll I'll in my, my brain I'll know what exactly it's talking about in terms of uh, you know, prophetic stuff or doctrine or whatever. But I'm like, well how how did we conclude with that? What was the you know when was that the decision that christians believe this you know and um for some christians they don't but like generally like you know like legit like christians that we don't question if they're christian sort of people right so i'm like well let's look up what did the uh, early church fathers say or when did you know whatever like what what who decided that this was what we believe and um so that's kind of one way that i've added to it another way recently that i've um and well The last couple of years, I would say, is um, personally, and I'm not ever going to recommend this to people, but personally, I have started looking at um, the apocryphal books and uh, deuterocanonical books, um, things like that. That's just in my own personal studies. But same thing, you know, just kind of what?
1: Those are all big words that I do not understand.
0: (laughs) So the apocrypha is a uh, second set of books uh, that uh, in the Catholic and Orthodox tradition, um, they're books that are in like you'll have your bible and then there's this little tiny section titled apocrypha so there's old testament apocrypha new testament or okay. sometimes old testament new testament It Apocry- yep. doesn't matter the order but it's somewhere in there. there's a tiny little book of other books um and it consists of a few things that i there's like uh, additions to daniel and esther um and there's some other books that were written by you know um not prophets per se like the uh there's the Wisdom of solomon book um, it actually isn't written by Solomon. It was written um, only like 30 years before Jesus, give or take. Like so in the lifetime of Mary, maybe even.
1: So are these accounts that were found after the Bible was already kind of put together mm-hmm. and kind of
0: These were already books documented? that uh, people like, were aware of during and before jesus time depending on when it was written
1: so why is it not included in the bible like why is that's it, like, a great like, question like why is it not
0: we don't have time there. to answer like extensively well, but well, uh, yeah w- um, <laughs> i think we should revisit that question later yeah, that on i definitely
2: time. think we will um, right now i want to get personal studies yeah so let's and
0: that's why th- that yeah. that question right there is exactly why i started reading them uh yeah spoil it down depends on where you're from depends on your denomination that's the simple answer that we'll give I, for now. Because yeah. it makes
1: me almost think. Okay, we'll, we'll not spend too much time here, because I That's I, we I can get that switch. too, and I and I yeah. want to move on too. Yeah, like the spark note. I, I think that there's, I I've I've always just had this perception and this perspective of oh, they've taken all these different crazy accounts that maybe people have whether had of encounters, personal conversations, or, um, stories or t- testimonies of other people, and they've all combined these things down to what is most important to be included for, you know, for Christians or for the believers of the church to be added into the Bible to be to then put it together. But it sounds like these are things that people may not have deemed as important or deemed as necessary to put in there, but we can actually learn a lot from them or mm-hmm. that there actually is more than what is what people put together in this book.
0: Sure. So for Protestants, which is what we all are to my knowledge is uh why'd you look at me i don't know i question you sometimes i think you might be mormon uh but no (laughs) i I don't even know why i said that i was roasting (laughs) you for absolutely no reason uh we love everyone (laughs) (laughs) i love my mormon friends it's just you guys are fun to roast so um (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) wow so to to give you peace of mind like straight up answer why we do not read those books is because uh after martin luther the guy that basically you know fathered uh know protestantism um he said if the jewish people don't recognize it and or it's not written in hebrew or aramaic which is the two primary language of the jewish people at the time uh, when all our books were written um it, it's not it's not proven right or not legitimate so most of the apocrypha is in greek um at least the oldest current dated documents of it with Two exceptions, I think. I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me. But Protestants don't read them because we haven't proven that they're. Or whatever. I don't so
1: how can we trust that it's accurate and, and true?
0: That's also another reason why I started reading them, which we'll talk about later. Okay. Yes. All
2: right. Yes. And then that's, he handed so you probably what I assume has yeah. the apocrypha.
1: It is.
0: That is that is what we call the Septuagint. I just
1: tried to pronounce these words? Oh, the Septuagint? Oh.
0: How
3: do you spell <laughs> that? Yeah, it's actually not that
1: hard to The Lexum English Septuagint. 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 I, Septuagint. I, it Septuagint. Wrong. Septuagint. I literally
2: spelled
0: it wrong but spaghetti um but yeah <laughs> oh. that's that's one that's like my recent stuff i've been looking at when i'm reading my bible i'm like okay cool what did um early church fathers say what um you know how does this can i like what is this how does this fit in the grand scheme of mm-hmm. the overarching story in the bible um things like that because um you know and I'm not trying to go back to that, but uh, in a way I'll have to, Um, you know, like the book of Job and the book of Jonah, um, they're generally, like, the perspective of the Jewish people, as I understand it, was that they weren't literal stories that actually happened. They were poetic stories um, with Jonah. The only time we actually hear about Jonah is that he's a false prophet, um in outside of the book of jonah right and so it, you know um, the bible project has a great video on it so i recommend that but just to put it plainly the the jewish people would have seen this as um satire or something but informative satire you know to give you a perspective like god's character is consistent in that story that he's merciful gracious and wants to give people second chances overall um and and it's important enough that even yeah. jesus kind of mentions the story of jonah in he one of his yeah. Yeah. and he does and he's good. also
3: just Correct. and
1: right
0: yeah. because it's still well, important clearly yeah. it's in the bible but like why why that was my question i'm like why is this in the bible if it's not supposed to be a, a, like an actual true story that actually happened you know and even if um to some degree it did happen i was like well jonah was a false prophet and clearly had some problems with his ego so maybe he like made up all this stuff to sound cooler than he was whatever but got you know swallowed like, by a giant fish right Christ. right <laughs> i'm not, yeah. I'm not out dis- discrediting that god could do that he totally could And honestly i wouldn't blame him with jonah but like it kind it of happen. Uh, be, be
3: kind of a flex to say like you got eaten by a fish and lived in a that fish for like three he, days. That'd Again, be like a he traumatic experience. He wasn't listening to the point that God literally <laughs>
0: had to sp- have a fish vomit. I lived in a fish for three days. How about you? Right, and in, same thing with Job. You know, it's not supposed to be a literal. <laughs> a I live story in an apartment. happened. It's a a very uh, poetic um, story about you know, wisdom and faithfulness and everything like that. So it was it I'm now looking at the historical context and mm-hmm. looking at what where does this fit in the Bible and why why did God find this so important to to tell us through these people and, you know, things like that. So
3: do you read a lot of the um like first century, second century uh essays and commentaries from like the sent the original saints and stuff? Um only like, l- like Augustine and yeah, a few of the other fathers. Um,
0: I've not a ton uh i've mainly gone to well one i have um some friends that are um very devout catholics and they uh they're they've gone to seminary pretty much since you can i, I don't know and um a couple of priests that i talk to as well that are in the catholic faith and they're um very well informed and so i'll i'll ask them you know uh, those are that's a good source but also uh another blessing is the internet uh there is thousands of years of history that you could look at and all of it's been documented and before we had to go to museums and libraries and now those museum museums and libraries have websites where they post all the information about the things that are in libraries and museums that they own and so it like saves me time from having to drive all the way to an airport and then fly to oxford to go read a <laughs> scrap <laughs> of paper that's two thousand years you know it's mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know internet research and uh yeah so it's um, but yes i am looking into those um one thing I want to look at is anything and everything that St. Jerome personally wrote about, because uh, he's the guy that gave us that and, you know, translated um, all these documents out of the Bible um, and the Apocrypha and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that into you know Greek and Latin or Greek or Latin. One of those two, mm-hmm. maybe both. I don't know. He's a pretty cool, dude. But yeah, so things like that. I'm trying to look at t- uh, currently. That's my personal studies. I want to look at what St. Jerome has to say. Um, about a lot of the books of the Bible. So that's kind of where I'm at personally. In terms of just, like, a devotional or something, I open my Bible to, like, either one of the Gospels or the the Epistles. I will read a chapter of that. And then we will go into the Old Testament, pick a wisdom book, chapter of that and that's that's like my 100% every day I've read at least that
1: you know yeah. <laughs> like
0: that's the bare minimum what was today's today's I haven't done mine today uh no, I wow. was going Center. to it was so I got I I actually I'm shaking it up a little bit currently I'm going through first chronicles currently um and it's another genealogy chapter so I'm going to read it but I was like okay I can definitely uh read this tonight
2: <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I hate going last because you may whatever I say pales in comparison <laughs> Bruh, to the amount of it, detail you go into. You until. couldn't gather Daniel's kind I, of the Bible I over-detail nerd. it. I know you That's do. Fine. You don't have to. Yeah. So, I'll show you the way I study my Bible. I'm like a I'm like a high school white girl in summer camp. I like I like paint my Bible. So, yeah. I don't know if you can After see that. it on the camera. If you're listening to the audio podcast, you're just going to have to imagine a white girl's Bible. It's, yeah. Um, but so many i like highlights. to go in really deep detail. Um, I fill up notebooks like there's no tomorrow, except I fill up like three-fourths of the way there and then sort of like get a new notebook because I need more inspiration to start writing again. Um, I love to write only because I'll never read it again, and I only write because it helps me remember it. And Daniel once told me that that's actually a psychological thing and it's real, so I believe him, and now I've written ever since. Hang on, what did I say? Remind me. Of, because of uh, If you weren't paying attention, it's okay.
0: Uh, no, I want to f- make a joke, but I also want to know what I said, apparently.
2: Oh, that writing helps you remember things. Oh, it's oh, yeah, true. It's no, a psychological Yeah, true. Thing. yeah I know. Yeah. I know. But okay, um, I didn't lie. Cool. It's it's funny. So, like, you go through every book <laughs> Wait, of the
0: Bible in here. And, you know, like, Old Testament's kind of barren, and we'll pray for you on that. But, like, you know, the epistles, the gospels, everything. You get to Songs of Solomon. There's not a lick of ink on these pages, which is interesting. Well, well that's
2: because I like to read it. Um, oh. But also, <laughs> you know, actually. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you did not need to do all that.
0: And Isaiah, come on now. Well, yeah, it, no. He's it, like in, in my step. defense,
2: in my defense. I've only had this Bible since the end of last year. Oh. Since about September. Okay. That one, We're I go do September. have an entire Bible that yeah. I, looks similar to that, but um, it's an like one
0: step away from being one of those white chicks that reads their Bible, and it's like every word is th- important. So I highlight the whole page.
2: That's what I used to do. I used to just take a highlighter and go. <laughs> anyways, I try to be more intentional about it. Sometimes I, I catch myself just highlighting to get it done with. So I'm trying to, like, break up my study now recently because I used to just do it all at once, highlight, study, and stuff. Now I try to write stuff, come back the next day, summarize on, pap- on a piece of paper the next day, and then highlight so I can try to look at it on like a, okay, I'm not just trying to do it to get it over with. I'm coming back to what I learned, which is really hard for me because I hate going back to stuff I already wrote down. So difficult for me um, because I like to rewrite it and get done with it. I very rarely ever read stuff I write down. That's why I suck at reminders. That's why I suck at me, that kind of stuff. So I need to, like, have an audio reminder. I set my watch to tell me things like, hey, at 5 o'clock, yell at me about this. Because then I won't do it. Um, so, okay, so there's, like, four sections. And Anyways, the moral, moral of the story is I just, I like to write stuff when I read. And I like to continuously um, highlight stuff.
3: If you notice on the in his Bible, Songs of Solomon 1, verse 2, he has a little note on the side that says, Held hands with my crush during prayer today. All right, listen. It's funny because he's not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I <laughs> okay. went to the very first page. Really. Anyways. Use this verse for a pickup line. Yeah. When <laughs> I wrote that, I was
2: actually holding Daniel here, his hand, um, oh. during prayer. Listen, okay. All right. Anyways, at the so cool. <laughs> <laughs> They're so bad, dude. I didn't. I, even oh my it. gosh! Yo, <laughs> I thought of something terrible. Actually, pray for Ukraine. Anyways, for my grandma, I said Ukraine. What you remember, remember, <laughs> remember what? you remember when that was a big deal? I had okay, I had a friend okay who hint. I know for a fact he stood where he stood just to hold this girl's hand because we all gathered hands in prayer at, in youth. <laughs> I'm not gonna say who it is, okay, but that hundred percent happened. And that's why I said pray for you because I remember that happening. We all get together and I'm, we're all like standing on the room. And this guy's like standing between two it's girls. I'm like, you should totally be sitting right here." Christian Riz convert. That's not even Christian no. Riz. That's not even that's like Christian Riz. That's <laughs> that, no, it's not even flirt to convert. That's just like manipulation. Yeah, that's just like <laughs> manipulation. It was a Russian girl too. Plus anyways, really it was not. Nu- yeah, it was. That's anyways. Crazy. Anyways, so more of the story. Do not use prayer time as a God time tell to God told
1: me you're my wife. Yeah.
2: Now don't do that either. <laughs> yeah. Focus on God when you're in church. Don't raise
0: people. Oh, I
1: feel like God gave me signs. Okay, what were they? Oh, you don't We held hands during you prayer know gotcha. is, You know what's annoying? <laughs> right. You know what's annoying?
0: You know what's annoying is when people are like I'm waiting for God to give me a sign. And I'm like, girl, he gave you 400 already. You've ignored
2: <laughs> yeah. every single one. He bro, gave you a Bible to read. He already
1: showed this, you the this red This man's flag. so bad that you don't even need God to give you a sign. He that he is gave your you sign. <laughs> the red
2: flag? You're just Bro, by. yeah, he is the sign. <laughs> <laughs> don't take him. <'em>. You're just <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> He is Anyways, the red And
0: I said, girl, this guy is too. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All, all right. Let's, right, right,
2: let's get a little bit back on topic. So uh, the next question I have um, I want to ask everyone Um how would you recommend someone who just became a Christian or has been a Christian mm. for a short period of time, how would you recommend them to study the Bible?
3: Oh, that's a good question. Like a new believer. Yeah. How new believer. Study this
1: question Bible. isn't
2: for you, though. This is for Kara
1: first. How I started was completely different than how I think the people should start because everybody's a little bit different. And so I started off in Paul's letters and like the most intense of like, if you do this, you're going to hell. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh. Like you're like you're not you're not going to be inherited the kingdom of God. I'm like well, oh no. <laughs> you started in the right place. You had the wrong
0: expectations, I think, is the problem. Wait, well, wait, well, yes. yes. That's a great I, I agree. The epis- the gospels and the epistles, like number one place you start when you read the
1: Bible. Yeah. I mean a lot of people say you should start in John because it's just it's talks about Jesus and it's just kind of really just focuses on it's just a great introduction to the person of Jesus. Um and that's I feel like a lot of scholars and people would recommend you start with. I would say maybe you start in Paul's letters even though I did have a hard time starting out with that when I first became a believer just because I didn't know what to expect reading the Bible but I just got a slap in the face every other verse <laughs> but it was so it was so so good and so beneficial to me because it helped me acknowledge the amount of hurt and brokenness that I was in already and it helped me acknowledge and recognize where I was at. And then, like, gave me the steps to get out of it. It didn't just leave me hanging where you're high and dry. It's it's no. It, it led me through it and helped me get to the point where I needed to get to with the Lord. Um, but I would say definitely prayer. If you're a new believer trying to study the Bible, trying to start reading the Bible in general, start with prayer. Maybe maybe do some Psalms or something. At least get, get your life started no, off right. No, no
2: songs of Solomon. If no, you're a new no. believer, don't touch that book. <laughs> no.
1: Well, I mean. But if you're looking for a healthy spicy book, no, you could go to Solomon. <laughs> Christian, no. okay, yeah, Solomon I'm taking Riz. the mic away from you, yeah, Bryson. I'm sorry, it's better than half the <laughs> things you've said already. Uh, yeah, you're right, and it's Kay. she's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'd anyway. rather you. Go to Anyways, than, that, rather than reading some kind of spicy book or <laughs> <Yeah. like laughs> that's an <episode laughs> some idea. movie you guys like
0: should just go through a chapter of Song of Solomon. On
2: Honestly. Anything
1: you would understand once to go there but uh, yeah, w- anyway. yeah i'm at, I, that's funny you
2: said that i actually think it's a funny idea i think we should
0: well i mean I, it can it will be funny because like sex but also like you should <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, there's no way the boys are laughing at the word of sex. That's crazy, <laughs> anyways, bro. Everyone uh, in this room a sh- cracked a smile guys, when you said that. Okay, it's if no I'm the way most immature, one it would be funny because
1: laugh? of the word of sex, huh? Like that's what you said. That you'd be, like, be oh, it'd be funny okay. because of okay, you know, anyways, sex, but it would be also but cool. <laughs> <because> <laughs> it would be
2: cool. The
0: exact I, same I, and thing.
2: Nobody ever does Bible studies on songs of Solomon. actually, they do, which is weird. Uh, no,
0: yeah, like we're just not that kind
2: of church, we're just not built like that, yeah. No, but that would How be did cool. we get off topic? Yeah, like an actual... <laughs> Where like did we type? go wrong? I, I, I'm down. Guys, you down? I'll join you on that if I get Yeah, it. Yeah? I bet. Just on it yeah.
0: when
2: I'm... A bit, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, okay. all right. I bet. Uh, cool. we'll, we'll do that. Hey. Yeah. Coming soon, Songs of Solomon. Songs if of Solomon you've ever wanted to like and subscribe, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. No, I our, our producer is literally giving a thumbs up as if like this is an actual thing happening, so it probably yeah, is not? happening. It's the Bible. Why not? Right not. It's in the Bible, There's right? No Pointing backing right. out now. All right, There's
1: cool. No. Can I, Anyways. Okay. can I give an actual answer for this? You did. Like, can you we did. like we continue. did? You no, gave no, no, a great no. answer. Oh, like I'm gonna sum it up prayer, read and write. Amen yes amen. Paula Shonda, yeah Shonda and and seek out wise counsel like like talk to people like ask mm. see, ask exactly. them hey, am I on the right path? what did this mean like be on a like learning streak where you're asking questions eagerly and you're gaining understanding, you're asking for wisdom, asking your pastors, find somebody to that you can trust that you know is like knowledgeable in the word of God, and go to them mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah amen yeah. and don't date for a year. Oh, <laughs> yeah. she had yeah. to throw that in there. I was
2: about to say, yeah.
0: Oh, I, okay.
2: <laughs> I actually <laughs> stand by that. That's yeah, that's a bad, joke, I guess. Yeah. yeah,
0: Once you're new in your <laughs> faith, like, take your time on that. That was so a mistake I made. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um so The way so you worded it was so bad, though. I was like,
1: what? It was so not necessary. I don't date for a year. <laughs>
0: yeah. You're not wogging if you don't not date for a year.
2: <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, Bryson. How would you recommend a new believer start studying the Bible?
3: I kind of want to phrase it a slightly different way. I'm still answering questions, but I want to phrase it into, like, the do's and don'ts of, st- of studying the Bible as a new believer. Okay. I want to start with the don't because I feel like there are so many new believers to the—new new, uh, new introductions to the faith that are like, this is horribly wrong. Yeah. Uh, a lot you of You probably did a lot of these. A lot of new believers don't read commentaries. They don't ask questions. You need to ask questions and read commentaries. Because there's an, inc- an infinite amount of context to the Bible that a lot of new believers don't really understand. Like a lot of people during, um, like they'll go to, uh, if any of you know Frank Turek, he's an apologist, but a lot of people will go up to him and they'll say, God murdered so-and-so, he's an evil person. God uh, allows suffering in the world, so he must be a bad God. Or they'll read the Psalms and they'll see God have a flaming arrow and God like shooting swords out of his mouth and stuff. And they'll be like, that's not God. So there's, ask questions. You, we have pastors, we have mentors, we have other people who've walked in the faith a lot longer than us. If you, I encourage you, ask a lot of questions because a lot of people, they'll read it and they'll interpret it, allegedly interpret it on the spot. And it's like, that's not accurate. That's not what we believe. That's, that's not at all what we believe. A popular atheist who passed away recently, not recently, about 10 years ago, Christopher Hitchens, very popular for getting the Bible horribly out of context. I'm not dogging on Christopher Hitchens. I'm dogging on his theology skills. I am. You suck, guy. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm like, I don't know I'm not even going to get into a lot of it, but it's like when, you, when he tried to mock the faith, it's like you don't even know what you're mocking because you're getting it horribly wrong. There's context, there's historical context, because a lot of people will say, well, the Bible's a fairy tale. Explain the 6,000 manuscripts that we have in Greek and everything in between, like there's a lot of historical stuff. So there's historical context to consider when you're reading the Bible. There's philosophical context, explanations for life and suffering and humanity, sex, relationships, God, faithfulness, justice, everything in between. There's scientific context reasoning within the Bible. And that's a whole other load to get into, like precision, fine-tuning, blah, 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 blah. There's so many factors believers need to consider when they're getting introduced to the Bible, because they'll see it at face value and say, oh, that must be a fairy tale or whatever. It's like, nope. What you're reading is a historical document. That's what you need to dip your toe into when you're seeing it, because you're like, oh, this is just all some big fairy tale about being good and being good morals, and if I do good, I'll go to heaven. You're, that's like one-eighth of the gospel, but it's not works-based. When you're reading the Bible, consider it as a historical document first, literal piece of human history, and that will start to connect the pieces of, okay, this is why humans suffer. This is why I sin. This,
1: this is the importance of this, why this, yeah, I need to do what this, this is. It's me been to a bestseller like, for
2: like oh 2,000 science. years. I would... At least yeah. treat it with some respect,
3: <laughs> exactly, and understand the. Ask questions, understand the context, like what you're reading. Because a lot, another thing I have noticed, I know I'm rambling. Another thing I've noticed is people will s- read the Bible as one solid document in one literary genre, and what that basically means is, for example, if you look at the Psalms, they'll take it absolutely literally, and those you'll read a verse, and it says. Uh, just for example, I think like Psalm 62 was talking about my enemies have found me in a trap and their teeth are swords and their eyes are spikes and they're like, blah, blah, blah. That's not literally true. But they'll they'll transpose that to another verse in like the Gospels or the Old Testament where it, when it's like Jesus talking about I am the door. He's not really saying he is made of wood and has hinges and has a doorknob.
1: Yeah, a lot of places in the Bible are very, um, what is the word? Uh, Metaphoric. Uh, what? Metaphoric. Yes, metaphoric, minif- 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 yeah, and also to add on to what you're saying, like um, poetic. Yes,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I can't remember what I was gonna say. It was it was important. <laughs> and she forgot. Right. Well, if it's not important, we'll come back. But yeah, just yeah, yeah, just yeah. Yeah, we'll to just s- go back to it.
3: To sum that up, it's yeah, it's there are literary devices, and that's a big term. There are literary devices used in the Bible. There's poetry. There's imagery. Symbolism there is biographies testimonies Paul's letter which is um i don't remember the term but it's like um like a debate setting almost there's a term for a latin term for it but it's like when he's he's uh explaining to a church he's giving instruction he's teaching it's a teachable thing so there is language to read in the bible but you also need to understand what you're reading in the t- context of what it is you're reading
1: no, I was going to wait until you finish this, though.
3: Sorry. It's like, yeah, you're not going to read the Psalms as a new believer the same way you're going to read the four Gospels. Yeah. Or you're going to read Paul's letter. You're not going to read it the same way because they are written with different intention, different context, different uh, reasoning, and different authorship, too, and also different time periods. So, a whole different thing. So, to sum up my whole ramble, read the Bible like it is a historical, to con- a historical document, because it is. We as Christians believe that firmly, and there's plenty of evidence. I don't want to get into that, but we believe that. Sure Over Daniel 6,000 will. manuscripts of that. And understand what you're reading within the context. Is it poetry that you're reading? Is it a, uh, is it a debate you're reading, like Paul's letters? Is it a testimony, biography, whatever? Because that's also important. You don't want to transpose it in the very wrong way. so make sure what you're reading understand the context of what you're reading and thirdly and honestly probably more importantly ask questions as a new believer can i add something to
2: that ask questions and don't take i don't know for an answer mm. continue to find the answer right because yeah. there is an answer to every question the bible and god god, god is not afraid of your questions if god was a god that could be dismantled by questions then he's not god he can handle your questions so if you have a question find an answer there is answers a lot of problems within churches and people come from misunderstandings like a lot of church hurt people misunderstanding scripture and not seeking the answer that
3: or they're getting horribly wrong answers or just no answer at all
2: or no answer or they're they're accepting answers that might tickle their ear and satisfy them but they might not be the right answer yeah. yeah
3: one answer that i just want to plug in real quick that i hate this answer with a fiery passion if you have a pastor come to you and say this is true because the bible says so
2: that's a big youth pastor thing
3: see that is in reality it's not a
2: <laughs> I, it's not wrong right it's not wrong but it's they they, they sh- could do yes. a better job.
1: I think it's less important on the fact that they said that and more important on, okay, can you line up with what they are saying mm-hmm. that the Bible says? so to the actual Bible of what yeah. it actually says.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Is it accurate with, and I don't always do this, but I, I have to do this better, but yeah. acknowledging whether this is actually within context, mm-hmm. the historical, like all these different pieces that you have to include when you're reading and understanding the scripture. Um, also to understand like, to, or to add on to what Max and Bryson were saying, Max, when you were talking about asking questions and don't accept, I don't know, as an answer. The more you ask questions, the better off you're going to be because it's going to lead you to, it's, it's almost going to put you on the right path because each question you might be heading towards the right direction, but you might still be a little bit off in your way of thinking. Yeah. But each question that you do is going to lead you towards the right direction, get you on the narrow path that you yeah. need to go on. You're developing. And God is going to get you to the path that you need to be and bring you to the understanding. When you seek for understanding and wisdom, like he's going to give you understanding and wisdom and it's going to put you on a right path. Mm-hmm. Also, when you are including the historical context, um, I think it's also, I haven't always done a good job of including the historical context. I'm doing better at it now, but don't, Please do not forget that the Word of God is alive and active now, like, mm-hmm. as of this very moment. And things are being still, like, fulfilled and, like, still, like, still happening. Yeah. Um, but God's Word is alive now. So it's not just historical, as in past, of yeah. what was happening, but, but it's happening today. And the words that he spoke back then are for today.
2: Yeah. Daniel, how would you recommend for a new believer to start reading the Bible or That's studying? Great question.
0: Um, so, uh, one of you already, you said it, do start in the epistles, um, but (laughs) don't do (laughs) what Kara did, where you think I'm going to hell for every single thing that he's, that Paul says not to do. Um, yes, start in the epistles and the gospels. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I concur with, I think you both said John is like the go-to gospel. Start with John or Matthew, really like any of them, but like John or Matthew is a good like starter. And then, um. Yeah, and then the epistles. Just go through those. Um, I will say this, and I... Hear me out. Don't read Revelation yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Don't read it Emphasis yourself, on okay? the yet. You should just definitely g- read g- it, give not some yet. Time, or go through it with, like, a pastor or something. If you want to go through it, do it. But just do it with the right people so you can get understanding and everything. Because you will freak yourself out. Which is not invalid. But, like, if you're going to freak out, go with somebody that won't. Will help. Calm you down. All right. It just a
1: We won't have to use OIS on you. Oh.
0: <laughs> Cut that one.
1: <laughs>
0: Anyways. Uh yeah. The, the the it's yeah, one of the gospels, preferably like John or Matthew, and then uh go through the epistles. And then also um the wisdom books in the old testament, you know, Proverbs, um, Job, really good ones. Um
2: I guess Ecclesiastes, Jesus. but it i would very... I feel that's like a
0: more seasoned sa- Christian. Sa- same thing with Revelation. If you're yeah. going to go through that, go through it with somebody who is, one, firm in their faith, and two, has a good understanding of it. Because um, a misconception about the uh, book of Ecclesiastes is the, the, the Depression book, um, which is not unreasonable to say if you're reading it in just at face value yes it's the depression book but it's actually uh one of my mentors gave me a very good word for it um and i he learned it from somewhere else so i don't even know who to give credit to but i heard it from one of my mentors and he said if you really wanted to give a one-word description of the book of ecclesiastes it's actually moderation um that's a great place you know with wisdom but if you are going to go through it same thing as revelation go with somebody that understands but yeah and go into it with a very Cause you know i mean new christians so you're old enough to read and you know that means you're probably like you know you, uh, you know you can read the bible but you might not understand it and that's okay don't feel like you have to understand it right away you don't um if you were able to understand the gospel in one day um, you wouldn't need the gospel so you need to go through with an open mind and go in the understanding that you won't understand and yeah like everybody s- said ask questions it's okay please ask questions actually you're encouraged to. every Jesus' disciples asked him questions all the time. It's okay. Um, and if you go to a place where you're asking questions and the person you're asking questions to is, yeah, the answer I don't know is not a valid answer, so that's not a good person to go to for questions. Not a bad person, just not a good person for questions. Um, also, like, it's okay to ask dumb questions. I, and people are like, there's no dumb, there are dumb questions, but that's okay. That's a part of the process. Sometimes you're going to ask a dumb question. Everybody asks dumb questions. Like, why did Eve eat the fruit? That's a dumb question, bro. Why? She's human. People, free choice. That's how it works. But then, but then you know, and now you you know you're developing. That's how you develop your understanding of the Bible. So ask every question you have. Ask it, and ask good sources. And if you're not too sure about a source, maybe don't ask that source until
3: you know if it's if a source. If I could source. butt in real quick, yeah, I'm a believer of two years, and I I still remember my very first dumb question as a Christian. I was asking, "What does the T mean for Christianity?" Unaware. The Unaware that the the T is the cross, I thought it was, like, the legitimate, like, the lowercase letter T.
0: Oh, I thought he was asking what the T in the word Christianity <laughs> means. I was like, huh? So like, when I converted... No, we're not
3: so that symbolic. I
1: instantly knew when he said like t. When, yeah, t.
3: When I converted, like I'm like, cross. what does the lowercase T mean Got in Christianity? You. And I'm like, they're what like... the words. Aren't like,
1: the letters all lowercase except for the C? The, no cross. Okay, so the cross, he, okay, <laughs> so, like, the cross looks like the I letter T. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh like, my why gosh. is there
3: like a letter T everywhere? Like I've noticed that like That's the cross person. Well, what's the cross? And then I dipped into that.
0: What is the what? Well, that's a good place to ask (laughs) a question, though, because that's a really (laughs) important question. You need to know what that means. That's, like, number
3: one. It's, like, the essential part of the thing. I just wanted to throw that in there. Because, yeah, dumb.
2: I am living proof of dumb questions.
3: Uh,
0: questions Every
2: person is living proof of dumb questions.
0: 100%. 100%. Oh, yeah, also take a a journal with you. Good journal. Um, That's uh, just even... Yeah, like, right... because. I personally, I forget every question I have to ask. So, like, if you have a question, like, if, if you're in church and you're sitting in a sermon and the pastor's going through it, you know, really good, and then he says something, and you're like, oh, I don't know what that means. Jot that down. It's okay. You don't have to write down every word that the pastor's saying, like, if you know, if you want to or whatever. But, like, if you have a question in your notes, write that down, you know. And, and then if it's a church worth going to, you can go to that d- direct person that was just speaking and ask, hey, what does that mean? It's okay. Yeah. Take a journal with you. It's
1: always a good idea. Also, can I add discipleship? Like discipleship, mm-hmm. discipleship, discipleship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like so it's I, it's really important to find someone who you can to f- to follow behind. Find someone who is w- way ahead of you, and who is knowledgeable in like always. My thing is like who is actually truly living a Christ-following, <laughs> like <laughs> life. Because yes, yeah.
3: For a new believer, can you like Spark Notes to explain what discipleship is?
1: Daniel, okay. <laughs> I um, mean I know I, I can tell you I can my perspective based sure. off just the Bible, but I don't know the actual like definition, and what well, I would say what it all entails, uh, you know
0: definition's pretty you could probably wing it and get it right. Um, discipleship is um a two way street in the context of a new believer approaching the Bible, you are the disciple. um so you are a student, you're learning. Um, in this context, of the Bible. So discipleship would be um, you approach uh, a leader or a pastor or, you know, some churches, their deacons are very heavily involved with teaching, kind of just depends on the tradition. So somebody that's in your church um, and here's that's step. One. Uh, actually, let's let's back it up a little bit. Go to church. That's a great way to start studying the Bible. We should probably Bible. start there. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> make sure you're in a church that believes, preaches, practices, everything about the Bible is. Yeah. Start there, uh, and then once you're there, now you will have access to all these things that we're talking about. So go to church, find a person that's a, almost a mentorship sort of position over your life, um, consistently available to answer and help you um, when they need or when you need. Um, not saying that you know their hi- their life has to revolve around yours. I'm just saying you know when you shoot them a text, they'll respond that day. You know, sort of thing. So kind of get that relationship with that, and you you might find a position where you have multiple people, but it's somebody, yeah, um, not a new Christian. Step one uh, grounded in their faith and understanding of the Bible. Um, usually this is my recommendation. It's not a hundred percent required. Cause I actually have a mentor who's never gone to any sort of Bible college or class, but if they have an education in of t- or even attended a few classes in something, that's always a huge help. But, um, at the same time, one of my biggest helps in terms of understanding the Bible, um, Never been to a college in their life. So it doesn't matter. Uh, but it does at the same time. You, you'll you'll figure it out. You, you'll have that kind of gut feeling when, when you hear people talk. Um, but yeah, just people that are there to basically the person that you ask the dumb questions to, right? And um, they also can generally like kind of direct you like, hey, you know, have you read this? Or, or you know, when you're like, because, you know, when you're studying the Bible it also the life application uh, and trying to just live a Christian life in order to do that, you have to go to the Bible. To understand what that looks like so go they'll be like hey well you're asking this question how about you go read blank you know and and people like that the guides of of scripture but also the guides of how to um apply scripture to your life
1: yeah i would also add looking at the i mean even looking at the bible examples of disciples and jesus and how they were taught it's like jesus was teaching them and then they were putting it into practice and then they were trying and then they might be failing and just would show them where they're wrong and then explain them how they, they can get from here to where they need to be and it's truly following the life that jesus was leading and the path that he was walking it's trying to walk in his steps uh learn from him of how he communicated with like you know his heavenly father as as we're supposed to connect, connect with our father too and just putting them to practice. It's like you, you gotta put it to practice. Mm. And
2: yeah. Yeah. I would um <clears throat> sorry. I would highly suggest for any new believer that when you study the Bible that uh, you wouldn't do it alone. Especially if you're going really deep ever into the Bible, I yeah. would highly suggest you have two or even three people with you who know the Bible better than you. And the same thing with a disciple. Siri, you may not understand, Founder, I know the Lord understands. I just do my watch. Um, Siri just met Jesus. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> um, I would say yeah. mentorship is mm-hmm. also the second most important thing when it comes to studying the Bible. Um, they said have a disciple, um, sorry, have a discipler, someone to disciple you, but I would highly suggest finding it's a true. mentor 10, 15, 20 years older than you may not be easy, especially if you're a young person because young people tend to not respect older people's opinions. We have this like boomer mentality like, oh, you don't know how to use a microwave. You probably don't know anything. But, you know, older people tend to have a lot of wisdom. And just because they don't have knowledge we would deem practical now, they have knowledge that goes beyond our own understanding because they lived a life that we have yet to live. So, I would highly suggest starting to, one, respect older people's opinions and experiences. Two, finding someone older than you who can speak into your life and who can help mentor you personally. And if you're a new believer and you've applied those two, third one, everyone already said it, ask questions. Always ask questions. Questions are the foundation of beginning to
3: understand. Yeah, if you were to pull anything from this episode, it would be asking questions. Asking questions. Even if they're dumb, go for it. Go ham. Because you are an, a believer in this case, then you need to learn. And if you're asking questions, you already have some desire to learn.
1: Also, don't believe everything that everybody tells you. Go back to the Word of God. And they say, even if you think that it is someone that you trust, it's like, okay did they read the bible like recently or are they just going off of knowledge that they do know it's like go to the bible and actually reference what they're saying and I'm make sure it's correct always. within context and correct with when what it actually says in the bible and obviously you know find when you can trust obviously how everybody said but again go back to the word of god like go to god first go to the bible like and then and then include someone in your life also prayer warriors they are they're amazing you won't. You might not be able to find tell an old grandma what, to pray for you. Yeah, She'll do yeah, it every night. Yeah, you you might like overlook seniors because just in life it's like it's so much easier to relate with people that you are more around your age group. But if at any point in time in your life you're going to take anything from seniors, especially when it comes to being a believer and you know Christianity and your walk with God, seniors who have lived this life for a very long time are like the best people you can go to. Like they're, <laughs> yeah.
2: Even so, another thing, community, community, community. Find people who believe what you believe. And I'm not saying cut off your old friends or leave them behind. I'm saying make new friends. Make them the people you are closest. I mean, I forget where I heard it, but somewhere it says you are the average of your five closest friends. You are essentially them in one person. You are the people you are around the most. You become like-minded. So if you surround yourself with people who are passionate, strong, pursuing God with their entire heart, you know what you're going to end up doing? Being strong, passionate, and pursuing God with your entire heart.
1: Recognize that bad company corrupts good character. So if you do stay around your old friends, that's okay. You can still love those people. Just remember that if you are around them for too long, like you're you're going to start either falling back into old habits that you were breaking and that God was already breaking off of your life or they're going to start influencing what you might think or believe or perceive about God. And if you are being if you are a new believer, it's like your faith is very fragile and you're you're just trying like you're just starting to have like true faith and learning what it really means and learning who God is and his heart for people. Other people who might not be there or might not be at the point in their life where they're ready to accept faith and ready to accept Jesus Christ they're not even trying to intentionally like shake you but it's like their their beliefs or their unbelief could affect how you believe now and that could shake you as a new believer to try to keep pursuing the Lord because it's it's just a new thing for them as much as it's new for you they feel like they're losing a friend but like you're just trying to do what's best for you and you're trying to encourage them to make sure that they come along with you that's great you should love those people just make sure that, you know, you're staying with the word of God and just staying with what's true. And if you're going to be around them, pray pray for them. Like, you know, pray that you would not fall into their ways or their beliefs or how they're living their life. It's like, it's so crucially important to just protect yourself and protect, like, your faith. Yeah.
3: And, like, I kind of want to add a little to that. There is, the hard part of being a believer is you will, you your social space your social group is not always going to be is not going to remain forever you're going to have to eventually make sacrifices that are going to hurt a lot I've learned from the two years of being saved I have about two kind two types of choices it with it within my social group I can a walk away from them if i know my faith of the faith is at risk and my faith belief system everything is like in danger and not as strong or two i can or sorry b i can be the change in my social group in my social setting but a is unfortunately the most common one where like you have to cut them off because they're not today they're not supportive of you they're not encouraging you they're actually harming you weren't
1: slaying with them
3: (laughs) you're
0: not slay boss queen.
1: And and that does not mean that you can't revisit them later or Absolutely. try to yeah. reconnect or love from them from a distance, but I'm telling you like it's if it's going to cause you to stumble and it's going to cause you to lose your faith in Jesus or like pr- protect your faith.
3: Cuz as you as you develop your faith with Jesus, you're going to learn not to be satisfied with what we term worldly things. That might be like secular music. If you don't know secular, that's just n- non-religious music. Uh, not being satisfied by drugs or medications or food or even relationships, and that's a whole hard issue. That's another hard issue. When you de- delve into God and relationship with God and His Word, you'll learn that you will learn very quickly that the Word contradicts a lot of what the world supports. And so, when you dig 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 into that, you'll start to fall in love with that. You'll fall in love with loving your neighbor and loving your enemy. However, you practice that, Uh, you'll learn not to be satisfied by drugs or people or people pleasing, whatever. Like you'll just be, you'll kind of develop a heart of a servant. You'll be kinder to people. You'll you might catch yourself not cussing anymore. You might catch yourself uh, wanting to open the door for someone or calling up someone to help. Just these, subt- these very tiny habits that you might not, not even notice, but you might look at yourself a week in the past and be like, I just, like, I hated this person with a fire passion. And now I'm, like, texting them, like, I hope God blesses you and takes care of you. So there are subtle changes that you'll, you'll notice that when you dip into God, you yourself start to contradict the world because the Bible contradicts the world and we'll be we'll find our satisfaction in relationship with God rather than people pleasing.
1: People people anything. will hate you, people will call you crazy. People will think that you're the most bizarre person and the stupidest person or the most foolish person. Okay, I mean, can you blame them though? I mean, at the same I time. I completely understand, like, but yeah, like
0: What that's crazy, right? You're like, I believe that a guy died and then he said no you <laughs> and now i'm not going to hell it's like that's kind of crazy that is that is most crazy. boiled gen water z down trans- that's gen that, z, yeah that's not gen even z gen z that's that. gen alpha yeah i know but tell me that in all fairness it is crazy but it's the best thing ever okay it's crazy
2: though. all right so we kind of asked a bunch of questions and answered some things i have one last question i want to talk to us about and I have one last question I want to ask. Why is it important to study the Bible? In order to want to do it and how to do it, you need to understand why it's important. Maybe this should have been the first
3: question we asked. I think that's fine. It's actually really valid. Yeah, that's a good question. question.
2: I'll start with my personal answer first. You're wrong. um, Because everyone always talks over me, so I never get a chance. Anyways... Um, so it's really important to study the Bible because it is your knowledge of God and it helps increase your faith. Now, when I was a new believer something I, I, I adore now and that I wish I appreciated then was how much faith I had in God without knowing a lot about him because it was this more pure childlike faith. And I feel like now that I've been a Christian for a little while longer, I understand a little more about how this little world life thing we go through works. And I think it's through study that you gain a stronger confidence and trust in God and you get to know who he is. You get to understand how this Bible, this 2,000 year old plus document applies to your life. It applies to all the lives around you and it applies to all the lives after you. So you get to understand and appreciate this written this written word to uh, for us, not to us, as Daniel always says. We wouldn't want. It. Oh, it's for
0: us, but not to us. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. No, that's true. Yeah. That was
2: really good. So, I would say it's important to study. Just, I would say it's important to study your Bible, because it increases your faith and your knowledge in the one God.
3: Mm-hmm. So, uh, for context, I'm an apologetics kid. Which just Ew. to sum it up, I'm a lawyer for Jesus. So I study a lot of. Wait, what? What? Say that again. So as an, as an apologetics no, student. No, yeah, I heard that. What would you call yourself? Is essentially a lawyer for Jesus. All right. <laughs> That's not that bad. Hey, listen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for, well, yes, he well, is. Technically. Oh, <laughs> that was a crazy. That was a bold claim. But I admire it. I totally admire she it. She understood the assignment. I understand She it. understood the assignment. No, I get it. Josh, you need to.
3: Fine. I'll come up with a different way to phrase that. But we what that boils down I'm to saying. is I study the, the scientific reasoning, philosophic reasoning, historical reasoning for the authenticity of Christianity as an entirety. Correct. But because of that, all to say I believe Christianity is true— And I believe that's why you should believe it as a new believer or a skeptic or someone who's already part of the faith is don't follow Christianity because it feels good. Follow Christianity because it is based around truth and the best explanations for reality. And so why you should study the Bible, especially now, 2023 years after all the <laughs> events transpired with Jesus on the cross, um, is because if it's true, then a it's applicable to human as humans as a society and culture, and two it's applicable to humans in our growth and development and uh, eventual time in heaven and such. So, studying the Bible in twenty twenty three really comes down to knowing that it is true and it claims to be true and it is the best explanation for everything that happens in the world that be the sin in the world suffering of the world uh justice morality (laughs) natural disasters everything in between because of that we need to read it with a more reverence and that just to say we need to read it respectfully. We need to read it because if it is true, and as a Christian I do believe it's true, it has a lot to say about why we act, why is people act the way we act, why we think the way we think, and how God has the solution to it. And the cool thing about the Bible is it also explains the intention behind both creation and humanity, like why he designed us a particular way with free will, why he designed all the heavens and space and planets and stars and stones, blah, 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 to give glory to him, to his credit. If the Bible is true, it is the best explanation for everything in between. So to study it now shows practicality for Explaining why we behave what we behave, and it also explains the solution, which is to essentially come back to what we were intended to be in the garden. Where, you know, they Adam and Eve were naked without shame, where we did not desire our own selfish satisfaction in in worldly things, where we did not try and become our own gods and create our own reality and everything in between and that's a whole other spiel that I do not have time to get into but I'll just say we are intended to do greater things than what we think we are we're not as a Christian I am very firmly believing we are not designed we're not born to just marry to get a paycheck find a good wife or find a good hubby and pass away essentially that is If you're looking at this from a non-biblical perspective, to me that is absolutely pointless and meaningless. Because 500 years down the road, 50 years down the road, no one's gonna remember you ever existed. Your impact is gonna be meaning nothing 500 years down the road, 10,000 years down the road, when we all die in a eventual heat death from the sun exploding as such. But the biblical message, that gives hope. Because it explains this is the intention of humanity and creation. The Bible explains, but it also says this is the solution. This is the end. This is the eventual point I want to take creation towards. In a secular worldview, you don't have that. You just have, you live, you breathe, you have sex, you die. But Christianity offers a reason to live, a reason to press on. Not just to feel good, not a happiness quest. Christianity does not offer you a happiness quest. It offers you a reality quest. It offers you, you absolute truth. An atheist cannot fairly say you have hope and you have meaning because it's completely opinionated completely changed with culture, completely changed. I could have five people in the background hate me with a fiery passion, but 10 years down the road they might like me. But then I'll also have, you have five three people. three right here
2: sitting in front of you. That, uh, that deal.
3: But then I'll have five people <laughs> on my left to say they love me. Whether they love me or hate me doesn't matter when I have a God in creation who tells me he loves me, who tells me I'm created for a purpose, who tells me eventually that where I'm going to spend time with him in heaven. Eternity in heaven. So, long jargon just to say, as a Christian, I do believe firmly with historical, scientific, philosoph- philosophical reasoning. Bible is true and purely only because you believe it is true is why you should follow it. Not for a happiness quest. Not for a comfort zone. Not for it because it makes uh, it a... Accompanies my beliefs already. Follow it because it's true. That's why you should study it. Because if it is true, you have more purpose in your life than you could ever imagine. You have more meaning in your life than you could ever imagine. You have a hope that you never imagined you would have.
2: Amen. Mm. Well, on that note, I think it is a respectful time to say goodbye and thank you for joining us for this episode. Whoa. Women are not allowed to speak in the church, okay? <laughs> All right, well, my turn. <laughs> Anyways. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, but I was going to say, I think it's a respectful time to end because of these questions. Why can, are you sounding so disappointed? Can Daniel, give an answer. And can mm-hmm. I get him an people? answer? You guys want to have answers? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening to, I just lied. And if, if for the 60% of people who already clicked off, we're actually not stopping. Okay. You you can go first if you have an answer.
3: Rock, paper, scissors. Like adults.
0: I concede. Go first. Okay. I mean I'll play. I i you want to go first either way though? Best go. Two, out three? two out of three? If you three. win, you go Rock, first. If paper, paper you lose, you scissors, go first. shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Boom. <laughs>
1: shoot. Wait, so were you winning so that I could go? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't care. You, I just <laughs> wanted to go first. I, I don't All right, go. So My answer's edge. short, so you can do so do your mine. thing.
1: Okay, go. Cool. Uh reason to study the Bible. To know Christ and to make him known. That's like our church statement, actually. And I, the reason why I think that's important. I'm like, that's like, that's the statement. But the reason why I personally, my own opinion, think it's important is because you could spend your whole entire life following every single command in the book of the Bible and still miss God's heart. And still miss, like, love and what it means to lay down your life as, like, a follower and for a friend or, you know, just living your life abandoned to yourself mm-hmm. and for the lord purely yeah and if you look at it like the pharisees they they in in other people's eyes were like the spectacle of people they didn't want to really be like or the, the Christianity type of people whatever it is but they missed god's heart they they missed the mark so bad yeah so i would say just to know christ to study to, to know the lord and to know his heart for people and Every aspect of that, of what it truly means to um, love the Lord and to follow the will of God, like all these different kinds of things and to make him known to other people. It tells you how to present yourself as someone worthy of the calling that you have received and make sure that you're you know, sharing the gospel appropriately and accurately and purely <laughs> like it's. Yeah. So just to know Christ and to make him known.
0: I'm glad you went first because now I can follow that up. Uh, why is it important to read the Bible?
2: Oh, why is it wait, important wait, wait, to read the Bible?
0: That's the question? Yes. Yeah, question. All right, listen, look at me, you, right now. Hey, I defy you to find one thing wrong with the Lord Jesus Christ. Go to the Gospels, read all four of them. Don't care. Read every single thing. You don't have to believe in any of the miracles that, that you don't have to believe that have to happen. You don't have to believe that any of his disciples were telling the truth. You don't have to believe that he died and rose again. You don't have to believe a single miraculous thing about him. Not a single thing. I defy you to find one thing wrong. Go read it. Go learn who that man is. Why is he so important to us? Why is he so important to the world? That's my challenge to you. You'll find out why you need to read the Bible because you're going to meet the man that saved your life for free because he wanted to. That's all you need to know. Read the gospel. Learn it. I don't need to do anything.
2: else. Jesus got to. you. Go read the gospels. That's all I have. All right. Boom. Boom. Shakalaka. I can't drop this mic, but I would. Can't drop this mic. Honestly, have you seen that mic? It's dented already. Yeah, it's been dropped. You probably can drop it. Well, Well, it's
0: wired. You kind of have to believe that Jesus is real and that he died. No, you don't. No, you don't. Uh,
2: yeah, that's fine. No, you know, fine. D- d- no, fine. You know, you, you did say something. So you you, you said you don't have to believe again. that his disciples <laughs> were <laughs> telling <laughs> the truth. I'm saying, but then, but then all of a sudden, then how no, do you find agree. credibility?
0: No, I'm telling, I'm telling non-believers too. This is non-believers. Out of all the gospels that you read, you need to learn
1: that Jesus did die. No, he did. No, I'm telling you. Yeah, Jesus is real. I'll tell you right
0: now, he did hundred dollars. But like, wait, only a hundred, dude.
1: Ain't got money like that,
0: anyways. But no, yeah, you don't need to believe in the Bible. Just go read it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you new believers or or non believers just go read the go read the gospels. All right, challenge challenge you. Boom.
2: If you're a new believer, go read the Bible. If you're a non believer, go read the Bible. If you're a longtime believer, go read the Bible. In fact, actually,
1: just read the Bible.
0: We doing it later.
1: Also, Anyways, if you're, so, if you're so sure of yourself that of all these different reasons for why you shouldn't believe, go read the Bible. <laughs> I just read the Bible? Because if you really are that confident, you wouldn't be worried about someone Pretty else long. shaking your belief because you're that confident yeah. in what you believe. I just so want to say. if you're really that it. confident in what you believe and you think that it's true, go read the Bible and see if it actually, you know. Do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's yeah. going to,
2: yeah. It's two ways straight.
0: I'll be me.
1: honest.
2: If Pretty you on. shouldn't read the Bible, I don't know why you clicked on this episode. It's literally true. titled How to Read the Bible. Why would you watch a tutorial on how to do something that you're never going to do? Valid question.
0: You
1: are not here on accident. Right, you came to this video. If you came across yeah, this you came video... across this podcast
2: episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ is speaking to you now.
1: Okay. Like for... and follow yeah. this. Prove that you're <laughs> okay, saved. Right, right, right. hey, hey, yeah. Hey.
0: Like and follow if you're not Christian.
1: Okay, but but for real, like if you did click on this and it's something that you wouldn't usually click on, I I do believe that that God and is you inviting to you to come to for know an Him. Hour? So yeah, like, don't that that was discount that. More than an hour. an
0: hour. Yeah, this is gonna be like a 45-50 minute.
3: You just
1: completely
2: missed that. Anyways, um, I think at this point, it's finally an actual good place to end it. Um, Thank you guys all for joining us. If you did want to share this episode or leave a like, leave a review, or maybe send this to your grandmother, because I am waiting for her to text me back, I would like you to do so. Thanks, Meemaw. Um, (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) um, I just want to thank all my fellow co-hosts here. Thanks you, Cougar. Thank you, Bryson. And thank you, Daniel Howard, for joining us on this episode. Thank you to the entire production team that's Hi all guys. laughing in the background at what I just said. stupidity. Anyways, Thanks. I love you guys all. Let's um have someone pray out. Well, um, eenie, Mini, miny you. Daniel. I
0: actually, oh, me? Okay. Yeah. I, you you're kind No, of if pointed I pointed at Bryson,
2: we'd be here for another 40 true. minutes. True. You want me to pray us out? Yeah. Okay. Sure.
0: Okay. Father, thank you so much for this time that you've provided us. Um... Thank you for this group of people. They're just wonderful. Um, Lord, I pray that whatever words are said today, that they would guide anybody hearing closer to your word. We thank you for it. We thank you for the message of the Gospels. We thank you for the message of your teachings through the law. We couldn't be here without you, and I pray that anybody listening would know that too. In your name we pray, amen. All
2: right. Thank you guys for joining us. Bye-bye. Woo! Bye.